What is going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up. I'm your host, Howard Bender. With me, of course, Adam Ronis. Big thanks to Fantasy Alarm, the Sawdust Podcast Network, for bringing the dream team together. Adam, we're recording Monday night after a uh, a fierce, fierce battle. Monday night football between two of the more disgusting teams in the NFL. Uh, did you stay awake for the whole game? I actually thought it was an entertaining game. I mean, yeah, we know they're not great teams, but it was back and forth. Uh, I actually, it was obviously way more entertaining than the Sunday night game between Tampa Bay and the Saints, which we thought would be good. But uh, I thought it was a pretty good game. You know, I was, you know, I was very high on Brashard Perryman before the year and injuries as usual took a toll. And, uh, you know, I guess some of my best ball teams that have Perryman were rewarded tonight. Uh, Perryman looked good, uh, finally healthy with two touchdowns and over 100 yards. So, uh, you know, this is the first time the Jets have had Perryman, Mims, and Crowder healthy this year. And, uh, you know, Mims certainly has a bright future. And uh, I like watching Perryman play. And he was getting open deep, and the Jets took shots down the field. So uh, I thought it was a pretty good game. Well, that was the most disgusting assessment of Monday Night Football as I've ever heard in my life. First of all, Sunday night watching Tom Brady and all of his weapons that he uh, requested delivered to his doorstep, uh, getting blown out by this. I loved that. I loved seeing that. That was delicious. That was yummy. Uh, Go Saints. It was just, it was, it was beautiful. It really was. Tonight was the absolute worst. How in the world do the Jets show up like this uh, for, for a game and, uh, and, and have the gall? to almost win this thing and ruin the 0-16 season and the possibility of landing Trevor Lawrence. Why? Why do we do these things? And uh, and to top it off, Adam, uh, I had him in the I had the Patriots in the Westgate at minus seven. So this was actually like I, I still I've got a huge stomach ache right now just thinking about this game. Well, you knew the Jets at some point would come close to winning a game, and New England is just not what they were. Uh, we all know that at this point, you know, they were on the verge of losing what it would have been their fifth straight, I believe. So they stopped that. But uh, this is just not a good team. You know, they have no weapons of wide receiver outside of Jacoby Myers. So I've been talking about for a couple of weeks. Uh, I started him in a few leagues. I had him on the bench in a couple. Uh, but he is someone that I really liked over the last couple of weeks in waivers. Uh, 14 targets tonight, 12 catches, 169 yards. And we saw it the last two weeks. Cam Newton was looking for him quite a bit and they just have damn nothing, man. I mean, Cam Newton, I don't think is he doesn't really take a lot of shots downfield. And when he does, he's not accurate. I think the shoulder's not 100 percent. But look at these weapons that he has to deal with. I mean, Demir Bird and, and that's it. They have no tight end. I mean, this is really sad uh, what he has on this team. I do like Damian Harris. He did get banked up in this game. Uh, with a chest injury, they said uh, he had 71 yards rushing. But, uh, you know, New England in the second half just controlled the clock. They had long drives. They ran the ball a lot. We know that's what they're going to do. And, uh, you know, the Jets, again, they took shots deep tonight and it worked um, with Perryman, Mims, both averaging more than 15 yards per catch. So uh, we knew that at some point that they would be in a competitive game. And uh, I think as a Jets fan, you're just happy that they ultimately lost this because you want to get that number one pick. I am ultimately happy that they lost the game. You are a hundred percent correct on that. Um, I think it's just, I think it's just in your competitive nature to not want to accept that. Oh, 16 season, just accept the defeat. 
Like I'd I'd much rather the Jets just go in there and forfeit before the game even starts than to have to watch this back and forth stuff. I mean, it really you know, I there are some times, Adam, where you just can't separate yourself from being a fantasy analyst to just being a fan of a team. And I think this might be one of those cases, primarily because really, like Best ball, okay, fine. You had maybe Brashad Perriman. I did too. Um, yeah, but I mean, there's nothing to love fantasy wise. Like, would you? I mean, are, are you gonna consider starting uh, Perriman in any league? I mean, do you even have him still in your team? I don't. I caught him. him? I, yeah, I caught him. I have Crowder in the Raz Bowl, which becomes setting a lineup in week ten. Uh, it's no more best ball, so I probably won't start him. Uh, have a pretty good team um, and Perryman. I don't have any redraft anymore. Yeah. I mean, fantasy they're, they're a wasteland, but you know, I, I you know, fans talk about, Oh, how can they do this? You got to remember a lot of these guys, they're fighting for a career. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of you, you I understand the mentality of the fans. Oh, you got to lose this game. Players don't think like that, man. They're professionals, man. What do you think they're going to go out there and not play hundred percent? So I understand why fans say that. And as a Cowboys fan, I don't want them to win games, but these are professional guys where some of these guys are fighting just to survive in the NFL. So it's not as easy as, oh, yeah, just lose these games. I mean, imagine you are a professional player and you know the situation. You're not going to go out there and play half-assed. It doesn't work like that. Hey, listen, man, if somebody said to me, you know, hey, do us a favor, go sit on the air and silence for two hours instead of doing a show. Well, if you're paying me to do it, okay, fine. I'm okay there. I'll sit in silence. Yeah, but some of these guys don't have a guarantee to be in the NFL next year. And you can't half-ass it on a football field, bro. That's when you get hurt. Yeah, I guess. I guess. I just... Well, look, the best... That, look, the best I thing the Jets did... I don't want to look. I don't want to look. How about that? The best thing the Jets did is keep Adam Gase because you know he's going to lose. Well, so yeah, that's true. there's no need to worry about it. Which, again, is... is one of the things somebody, you know, somebody actually texted me, uh, a buddy of mine and was like, uh, what, what did it exactly did? He, how did he phrase it? Let me see. Hang on. One well, I got bad for you, news for you next week, though. They play the Chargers. You oh, know, the Chargers will find a way to blow it. Chargers are like the king of heartbreak. Uh, oh, boy. So he, At he sits on the road. So he texts me. He says, I'm sure you're you're hoping to lose out. And get a shiny new QB, but beating the Pats would be so sweet. J-E-T-S, right? That's what he that's what he texted me. My response was, I think I want to saddle Gase with an 0-16 season before firing him more than I actually want Trevor Lawrence. I think that's really what it comes down to here. That's deep. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's you know what uh, here, let's not rule this out, all right? So say the Jets are winless. You know who they play week 17? Uh, don't they play the Patriots? Yeah, the watch, final, yeah, the final watch, game of the season. Watch Bill lose that game, and the Jets and Jacksonville each have a win. I, who has the tiebreaker? I don't know what the tie. Well, they didn't play each other, and they don't. So I don't know. Say they both went one and fifteen. I, I don't know what the tiebreaker is because they didn't face it. So would it be conference record? Um. Yeah. I the think Jets it goes to. Uh, I think it goes to conference. Oh, so, well, then Jacksonville has one win in the conference. If the Jets were to beat New England, they'd have one. So, I don't know. I mean, that's far ahead down the road. I mean, Jacksonville, I mean, Jacksonville could win a game, right? Let's see. 
They got, oh, they ain't winning this week. At Green Bay, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, at Minnesota, Titans at home, at Baltimore, home to the Bears at the Colts. Wow, that is pretty tough. Maybe the Bears, but it's pretty tough. It's hard to see them. It is the NFL, though, man. Crazy things happen. I mean, this, uh, Jacksonville beat the Colts in week one. Doesn't that seem like seven years ago? It really does seem a very long they time ago. They beat the Colts 27 to 20, which eliminated many people from survivor pools. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually had to buy back into one of my survivor pools because of that. Yes, indeed. That's, that's down the road, but just throwing it out there, maybe New England still has a hand in the Jets' number one pick at some point this year. Um, I really hope not. I really, because leave it to, to Bill Belichick to, you know, as just like a, a, you know, a parting gift to just screw the Jets over one last time. I mean, remember he was the, uh, he was the Jets head coach for about yes, five minutes. For 20, I was going to say yeah, 20 minutes. <laughs> for like five minutes, he was the Jets head coach. And then he, uh, and then he submitted his, his letter of resignation, took the job with the Patriots and then. Pretty much just destroyed us for 20 straight years. The Jets differential is minus 147. That's insane. <laughs> minus 147. You know who's second worst? Um, who? You should get this. Is it the Cowboys? Yep, minus 86. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I can't believe lumped in with the Jets. What a uh, year. Uh so Wait, hard being start, you, so hard yeah, being a nah, Cowboys start, You had all those Super Bowls in the 90s. God. Yeah. Oh, no. 25 years ago. Oh, it's so I mean, I know at least they've seen it, but boy, fan. man, I kind of, I'm starting to get the idea these last few weeks of what it's like to be a Jets fan. Man, I feel sorry for you guys. This shit sucks. Right, but this it is does. brutal. It totally sucks. It does. But, it mean, really does. Because here's the thing, like, and I've, I haven't felt like this in a while. I'm not even like motivated to watch my team. Like I have no emotion when I watch Dallas at all. If you had me on last year in my house watching the cow, I would go fucking nuts. Cursing and screaming on every play, animated, emotional. I have not been that way this year at all since Dak went down. Just watching it like nothing. Not like, all right, whatever, just lose. You know, it's it's just a very odd feeling. I have, haven't felt this way in a long time. Because the Cowboys have been very competitive <laughs> the last several years. I mean, they've had really bad losses and, you know, some losses that have just been really emotional and tough to get over. Uh, because they've just blown some big leads and played like garbage down the stretch because of poor coaching. But this year is just, it's way different. These la ever since Dak went down, it's just like, eh, oh, well, you know, and uh, I'm sure you probably feel that way now too, where you're just like, all right, just get it over with, keep losing. Let's get this pick. Let's get Gase out. Let's rebuild, you know? So it's just a feeling I'm not used to. Since 1998, Adam, since 19, well, technically the 19, you've had a couple, you've had a couple I've been, I've been dead inside, there. dude. I have been dead inside since we lost the AFC championship to the Denver Broncos in 98, like dead gone. Like there's nothing there. There's no feeling. There's no emotion. I watch a jet game and yeah, I can, I can root them on when they're not trying to go. Oh, and 16. Uh, but I mean, in, in all reality, a loss happens and uh, I, I don't change. It's, it's the same thing. It's, it's the same thing over and over again. This, this is like what you're feeling right now. Very short term for you here. Very short term. Um, well, we'll see. 
Well, I mean, listen, do you think it's going to take your team 20 years to fix itself? Fix itself in terms of what? Be competitive and and go to the Super Bowl. They should probably be competitive next year. I mean, if they if Dak is healthy and they bring him back uh, and they get the offensive line healthy, you know, they have they still have pieces on offense. They got to fix it. The problem is McCarthy's probably going to be back. And that's a problem. I mean, that's what they said. Uh, they could change their mind, but I'm sure they're going to be like, oh, well, he had a bunch of injuries and the quarterback went down and we had to play with a third and fourth string quarterback. It's not his fault, but you already heard players complaining. So he's not the answer. So that's the only concern. But, yeah, they they should be better next year, I hope. Yeah. See, and as a Jet fan, we never have that sense of hope. Blah. And, I think it's and, more and suddenly reflection we're picking, on— And suddenly we're picking their their defense apart? I think it's more a reflection on New England's issues right now. Uh, they, they're just—I just, they, almost beat the Bills last week somehow— Again, that we, we talked about it yesterday. The NFL is crazy, man. That's why everyone's like, oh, the Bills almost lost to New England at home. They're not going to beat Seattle. And they pummel them, man. It's just the NFL is just so week to week and things change so much. And this is a perfect example. I mean, New England was embarrassed against San Francisco when they still had some guys healthy. Uh, they barely did anything against Denver. Remember that Denver game? They were like dead. For the whole game. And then Denver locked through two interceptions in the fourth quarter that allowed New England to come back. They had four field goals in that game. Yeah. Um, the Chiefs game, they were awful. I don't know how the Chiefs didn't blow them out. Actually, New England's defense played very well in that Chiefs game. That was tight for a while. And then Kansas City scored late. But since then, I mean, the Denver game, they were ugly on offense. The 49ers game, they were ugly on offense. They were a little bit better last week. Um, and then... You know, they came through tonight. But, yeah, this team is just uh, – they've got major problems right now. And, uh, you know, Cam Newton still got it done fantasy-wise with two rushing touchdowns. But you can't depend on that every week, man. You know, I'm trying to think. Do I, I know I tweeted out late last night, Colts only have one wide receiver that has scored this year, Zach Pascal. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, don't, yeah, I did see that. <laughs> I don't think there – oh, the, I'm looking at the Patriots now. They only have one. Who, uh, one wide receiver scored a touchdown this year. You know who it was? Um, was it Jacoby Myers? No, he has yet to score this year. Nikhil Harry. Yes, he has their only touch. That is freaking, dude. That is nuts. You have one touchdown to a wide receiver. Did Cam even throw it to him? Because remember, Cam was out. Right? Cam missed yeah, some time. Yeah, I don't missed, even. He missed a couple of games. With the Wait, COVID. so the Kansas City game. Did Cam play? I'm going to check now. Yeah. Oh, dude, it wasn't Cam. It was Jared Stidham. It was Stidham who threw it. Cam has not thrown a touchdown to a wide receiver this year. (laughs) Oh, my goodness, man. How how crazy is that? It's pretty ugly. It's pretty damn ugly. All right, listen. And by the way, we get to see the Patriots in primetime again Sunday night against the Ravens. How many you know, over under on uh, rushing attempts in that game? Eighty two. <laughs> <laughs> Both teams are just going to run the hell out of the football. That game's going to be over at like ten forty five. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Are you kidding? It's going to be. It's all going to be Rex Burkhead against Mark Ingram. <laughs> oh boy. 
So gross. So do you know gross. how many do you know how many touchdown passes Cam has this year, bro? Zero. No. Two. Two. That's that's still nuts, bro. Who who do they go to? The running backs? Yeah. James White. Or maybe your fullback too. Um, yeah. but he has two. <laughs> that is, he has two touchdowns and seven interceptions. Right? Remember when he signed with the Patriots and everybody was like grabbing him in best balls all of a sudden? And all of a sudden his value was like, people were like, oh, can't with the Patriots. Oh, 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 this is the, the, the best move ever. Boop, boop, boop. I mean, look, I I had him ranked 17th or 18th at quarterback, you know, just because I felt like there were so many good ones. And I wound up getting him only in one league. It was the GST. I was like, ah, you know what? I don't have any cam. What if he's good? You know, what if he's better? And I always said the key for him was running. So I took him and uh, I wound up dropping him uh, last week, I think. Uh, the only reason I had to hold on to him, the week he had COVID, Stafford was on by. So I had to get someone else. But I said, you know what? I have Herbert now. I'm not starting cam anymore over Herbert. So, uh, but I'm, I'm trying, I mean, yeah, he can't be a QB one at this point. There's no, no way, right? No, way. no, I'm saying for the year. I mean, because you know how much rushing touchdowns matter. You know what I mean? So, like, I, I doubt it, though. Yeah, like I, don't, I, I, I don't. I don't think so either. I mean, there's no yardage. I mean, rushing touchdowns are great and all, but there's no passing yardage at all and no touchdowns through the air or two. No, it, it doesn't matter, man. It, uh, that doesn't include tonight's game. Yeah, but on a oh wow, yeah, on a per game basis, he's pretty low. Pretty gross. Pretty gross. Oh, but that's also a passing league of six touchdowns, so that hurts him. One in, in four, he probably moves up a bit. But still, you know what? I was thinking about this today, man. You, I think you can win a league with the lesser quarterbacks, but man, if you don't have, and I think that's why I have teams that are like five and four, four and five this year. I don't have Russell Wilson, Kylo Murray, Patrick Mahomes. Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson. I don't have any of those guys, man. Right. If you don't have them, and, and unless your team is loaded with depth or maybe you picked up Justin Herbert, man, it, it, it's kind of tough to compete. Do you agree? Um, I do, actually. It's very tough to compete. Streaming quarterbacks is not a fun place to be. And if you did, this is, this is one of those years where – if you waited on on a quarterback like we constantly pound the drum for, um, it's it's a it's a problem. I mean, it's uh, you know, I mean, the the funny thing is though is that like, you know, I I'd be okay. I'd be. I mean, I would wouldn't love it, but I'd be okay if it was like you know, if Matthew Stafford was my QB, right? Like if I waited on QBs and Matthew Stafford was my QB. I think I could still get by with that because he does have the occasional good game. But, I mean, if you're streaming quarterbacks here, Big Ben hasn't been great all season. Uh, Bridgewater's been up and down. Drew Locke finally just, you know, emerged. Uh, Trying to think. Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan was great for, like, the first, like, three weeks, and then all of a sudden he was just crap. Um, I guess Derek Carr. How funny is this? If you if you waited on QBs and you took Derek Carr with your last pick of the draft, which he was, you know, was going undrafted in some leagues, right? Derek Carr, he's, he's, you'd be okay with that. I, he's not as good as you think in fantasy this year. Where, let me look, he's let me look at his eight numbers. eight points per game, eighteen, and the last three weeks, and and this is six point pass touchdown, twenty four point three, fourteen point six, twenty. I mean. 
from I think we because our expectations were car were low, we think he's better because he's had multiple touchdown passes in every game except two. But he has it's not like he's had these huge games. I mean, uh, well, I mean, look at look at look at his look at his game log. Game week 2, 284 and 3. Week 3, 261 and 2. 311 and 2. 347 and 3. 284 and 2. Uh those last two games he's got an interception. I mean, the last two that he's played right now, 165 and 111, uh, those have not been been great. But, I mean, look at that. Weeks two through seven, if you're telling me that that's the production I was going to get from waiting at the quarterback position, I'd be jerking it all over the place. But I'd be so psyched with that. We're, you know, I mean, you, you can't look at, like, just what his average is per game right now. you got to look at, like, what he's delivered uh, through a, a good chunk of the time. Uh, I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, it, it's not, it's not that great. It's okay. I mean, yeah, he doesn't cost much and I started him in a league this week, but you know, I got one of the down weeks. So even Stafford, I don't think is, I mean, Stafford's been held to 20 or fewer points in three of the last four. Yeah. No cars actually been better than Stafford. Yeah, I'm telling you has. that, that five game run of Derek cars, like that's the sweet spot. Like that. You know, week one was 16 fantasy points. The When you got him, it was 17.7. La, the Last week, then week eight, it was crap. It was 13.7. But, I mean, those five-game stretches, the lowest he's produced was 22.1, uh, and that was the game against New England. Dude, I mean, Kyler Murray's worst game this year, 28.7. I mean— but, Yeah, it, but Kyler Murray, you took in the in the fifth, sixth round. Right, and Derek it was Carr, worth it. You, you, you picked up off waivers. Nah, it was, you know what? And I didn't do it. It was worth taking Kyler Murray, man. That dude's going to be a lead winner this year. I thought he you is. just told me you didn't have any of those shares. I don't. I don't. I'm saying he's going to be a lead winner. It was worth it. I don't have it, but oh, it was yeah. worth it. Oh, absolutely. Dude, not waiting on quarterback was very worth it this year. It's not just Kyler Murray. Yeah, Wilson. Wilson's worst game, 25.4. Mahomes has been unbelievable. He's thrown one interception this year. I mean, you know, Herbert, now that that could be the guy. Um, you know, he's been unbelievable. If you got him off waivers, he's just playing great. You know, Allen's been up and down, but the highs are are, are insane, like this past week. Mm-hmm. Um, so you'd rather have him. Even Aaron Rodgers, who I was dead wrong on this year. Like, I had him. And I, I, I look, I, I don't know where you were, Rodgers, before the year, but I had him low. But I don't think we were wrong. Like, what what led you to believe that Aaron Rodgers this year – was all of a sudden going to have a good year when they did nothing to upgrade this team. They spent a pick on a quarterback in round one, a running back in round two. They added nothing at the wide receiver position. You want to say Devin Funches and he opted out, whatever. But Aaron Rodgers showed nothing the last two years for us to believe, okay, yeah, he's going to be elite this year. And don't tell me, well, they pissed him off by – Drafting a quarterback. I'm sorry. That's not good enough. Like he wasn't pissed off enough the last two years that all of a sudden something happened. I mean, they just let him throw a little bit more this year and they got a little bit more aggressive. You want to say they finally made some adjustments to the offense. But what did we see from Aaron Rodgers the last two years to believe that all of a sudden he was going to be this good this year? He had 25 touchdowns in 18 and 26 last year. He has 24 already. Through eight games. 
if you're if you're wondering if I being the, the person who said yeah you should have drafted Aaron Rodgers no I passed I passed on Rodgers in a number of leagues in the in the in the Sirius XM Independence Day League I took Kyler Murray and then I waited until like one of the last few rounds to grab Aaron Rodgers as my as my second QB. And you didn't want him, right? You were like, hey, no, I I'll didn't take want him. him. And you want to know the you want to know the funny thing? Now, now, granted, Kyler Murray had a, a great game, you know, on Sunday as well. But uh, I had, you know, whatever. I had forgotten to fix my lineup on Thursday uh, in a in a couple of leagues. Like I was just like, oops, you know, whatever. Um, and fortuitously left Aaron Rodgers as my starting quarterback. <laughs> oh, because oh yeah, it's a one quarterback week. Yeah, so it worked I, out fine. So I, I started him. Yeah, it's it actually. I mean, as long as you didn't lose by like five points or whatever, you're good. I mean, because uh, they both had great weeks. I mean, Murray outscored him. I'm looking at it by like nine, so almost ten. So like nine point eight, nine point seven. So. Didn't crush you. I mean, yeah, it sucks to not get that forty-five point nine from Kyler, but yeah, look, and I'm and I'm not. I'm, you can still win a league this year without those quarterbacks. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying like this year more than ever, it feels like you just have like a like a big advantage when you have Mahomes, Wilson, Kyler Murray. Like I was looking at a team in my league, and I'm like, damn, this guy's got a, a good like good record and a lot of points. Let me look at his team, and I was very underwhelmed. But you know what? He's got Mahomes. Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill. It's like three players are carrying his team. Wait, who are the three players? Mahomes, Mahomes? Devontae Adams, and Tyreek Hill. Yeah. You know, so and look, so you I'm just, you can still win a league this year with, you know, a Deshaun Watson, a Tannehill, a Brady, a Breeze. I think you can. There's no broad definition like, oh, you can't win because we're going to see teams that win without those guys. But it's hard to have a bad team. If you're a good fantasy player, if you have like Wilson, Murray, Mahomes, Rodgers, it's hard to have a bad fantasy team with those guys. I mean, they're just giving you every week they're producing. It's insane. And these other guys that we're streaming in and out, sometimes we're left holding a bag of crap. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Just sitting there <laughs> holding a bag of crap. <laughs> That's why my Superflex League's team sucks. I waited on – I got Daniel Jones and Burrow, Stafford. Those teams suck, bro. I didn't inv- – Yo, I, and look, I was preaching the last few years, like, you don't need those quarterbacks. I've had success, done well. It's not happening this year, man. This was the wrong year for it. Wrong year. <laughs> I mean, being wrong on Daniel Jones in a Superflex League, that that hurt you, man. That You're behind. Yes. You are behind. Believe me. What, what it was the same I, I the the league that I did the Superflex bar the barf league that I'm in, I waited on QB. I ended up with uh, with Garoppolo and Locke as my uh, as my starting QBs, and they both got hurt on the same week. And I was like I was shit out of luck in that league. I mean, it was a mess. Oh my god! All right, I'll tell you what. So we'll we'll stop lamenting over why waiting on quarterback wasn't the answer. Maybe we maybe we'll come back at the end and be like, we were right. I told you. Look who we streamed the week 14, 15, and 16. <laughs> Kyler did nothing. Russ had a bad game. <laughs> I just won my championship with Jake Luton. Hey, you never know, bro. There's gonna be someone that does that this year. 
Oh yeah, no doubt, no doubt. That kind of stuff always happens. Listen, I'm I'm streaming quarterback in uh, in the fish league, and uh, you know it's it's driving people nuts because I'm just I'm playing the matchups and I'm getting the good plays. So you know what I ended up with um with Drew Locke this week. I'm like just killing it, absolutely killing it. So. Listen, it happens. It does. Um, what I want to do here before we, uh, I want to talk injuries uh, because some people have waivers on uh, on Tuesday night. So I figure if we cover some of the injuries that are going on right now, we can kind of help steer people in the right direction. But before we do that, I just want to give a shout out to uh, our sponsor, Monkey Knife Fight. Uh, if you guys aren't playing on Monkey Knife Fight right now, I, I don't know what you're waiting for. Uh, it is the DFS site you want to be playing with. And here's why. Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Then you need to check out monkeyknifefight.com. Monkeyknifefight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because monkeyknifefight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. That's because on monkeyknifefight.com, there are no salary caps and you don't have to play against sharks, which means anyone has a chance at winning. Even you, Adam. Even you. Uh, monkeyknifefight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, and esports, too. Monkey Knife Fight has it all. You know what else monkeyknifefight.com has? How about a free $5 game for you for just for signing up? And if you use the promo code ANTIUP, one word, A N T E U P, you will have your first deposit matched instantly up to 50 bucks. With a name like MonkeyKnifeFight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play. Monkeys and knives and fights and sports. Sign up and play today at MonkeyKnifeFight.com. Play, play MKFing win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. So that's how we uh, pay the bills. <laughs> All right, Adam. Let's uh, let's kind of go through some of the some of the injuries that that are really going to end up mattering. Like, I mean, you know, Kyle Allen fracturing his ankle, uh, it, as disgusting as it was, uh, really isn't impacting us very much in the uh, in the fantasy realm. Uh, Matthew Stafford with a concussion that could be a different story, as could uh, Baker Mayfield. Uh, being I thought on the Stafford reserve. was cleared. Did he get cleared today? Yeah, I didn't see them get cleared. Yeah, I thought I saw that like uh, late last night. I thought. Really, I didn't see that update. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Well, all right. Well, then, good. Then let's talk about all the idiots who dropped Mike Davis when Christian McCaffrey was announced to being in. Yeah, that was bad, bro. Um, <laughs> yeah, look, and I have Mike Davis in one league. I kept him. Uh, I just said, you know, I'm not dropping him. Of course uh, not. You never drop like immediately when the dude gets back. Well, here's the other thing, too. This is the time of year, you know, where the buys are starting to go away. There's still four teams on buying week 10. Mm-hmm. But this is the time of year as we're getting ready to the playoffs. You want all these backup running backs on your bench. You want to take any running back that with one injury becomes a starter. You know, you time to weed out the depth. You know, you don't want these scrubs that you're never going to start uh, because we're getting past the bye weeks. Uh, I don't even know. Like, uh, I'll, I'll I'll check. But I think week 11, there might only be two teams on buys, if I'm not mistaken. I know the Bears off the yeah, top of my 11, head. Yeah, week 11, it's uh, – it's, well, no, 
Is oh, no, there's six. Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah, week 13 and is the week that two. two teams are on by. And week 12, no one. So, but basically, we're kind of to the point where we're almost done. You, most of your players have had their buys for the most part, right? So, you don't want these scrubs at the end of your bench, like these scrub backup tight ends, these receivers that are third or fourth on the team that you were just holding on for depth and buy. No, get rid of them. And you want running backs on your bench, as many lottery tickets as you can uh, that be- could become into a bigger role. And Mike Davis is clearly one of them. So if you had him and you dropped him, man, you made a huge mistake and should have come to us first because we would not advise to do that. No, we definitely wouldn't advise to do that. We've seen it, just seen it too many times. I mean, we even saw it, you know, it's kind of funny. We even saw it this year, uh, it just in, in sort of a different sense. But Mike Michael Thomas. Right. He comes back from the, the high ankle sprain. And what happens immediately? He's like dealing with it, or he didn't even come back from it. He went back to practice or tried to go back to practice. Uh, and then he ends up hurting his hamstring and then he misses additional time. So, like, we've seen stuff like that happen right there in front of us. So, why all of a sudden would we like just not even just not wait a week? Like, I mean, imagine the, the, the crap waiver pickup somebody made. To drop Mike Davis when they when they you know they're like oh McCaffrey's coming back Davis is done, like just imagine how scrubby and gross that pickup was that they made. Like who could it possibly be? I was like oh yeah you know I ended up picking up, uh, geez I don't even know Zach Pascal the only guy on the Colts who has a, a, a touchdown catch. Russell Gage, right? <laughs> Ridley's out. Let me get Gage. Oh dude, it is unbelievable unbelievable mind-numbing again that most of your bench right now is especially because i do have some teams i looked i'm like oh i only have uh one buy left like the bears i have a lot of Allen robinson so i'm like oh okay i'm pretty good i want backup running backs man Uh, any running back that could blow up into a bigger role. We've already seen those guys this year numerous times. Gio Bernard, Boston Scott, Mike Davis. No, Chase Edmonds didn't have a big game, but he got 28 touches. I will take that every week. But we've already seen it numerous times this year. One injury, even Wayne Goldman has been solid. So that's what you want. You want that backup running back, and that's what most of your bench should consist of at this point. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Uh, if you can, you know, I mean, if you can do it, see, that's and that's the thing. Also, you have to make sure that you like, you know, you're happy with what your starting roster is so that you can like weed out some of this weak garbage without, you know, with without second guessing yourself. Like how many times you know, people are like hem and haw and they're like, wow, I don't know which guy to drop. I'm like, dude, he's your third tight end. Why are yeah, you holding like- him? Oh, yeah, dude. Like, you know, I know people, uh, if you don't have a top tight end, you're probably trying to play matchups and everything. You don't need three. You're overdoing it. Even two sometimes can be too much. You know, if you have like Hawkinson, Kelsey, Waller, you really don't need a backup tight end at this point. You're pretty much playing those guys every week, right? I know it gets dicey after that. You know, Hunter Henry has been a disappointment. Even John Smith. I mean, Hayden Hurst has been coming on. Hurst has been, you know, I, I, no one's really saying anything. Hurst has four straight games of double-digit points in a PPR. And I know we both liked him a lot before the year, and it looked bleak early on. Uh, but he's been coming on. I mean, he's been pretty good. 
Mark Andrews, oh my goodness, man, that well, guy's that dude, well. He garbage. fell. He fell off a cliff with uh, with with Lamar. Lamar's yeah. just terrible right now. He really terrible. is now. But I will say this: uh, that Ravens schedule, man, for the playoffs. If you could somehow survive and get by, like I know people are going to start asking, "Do I drop Hollywood Brown?" I wouldn't, man. I know it's bleak, man. But they got from weeks thirteen to sixteen: Cowboys, Browns, Jacksonville, and the Giants. <laughs> you know, like. Yeah, I, I want to have here's, here's the thing, though, like if you're sitting there with Hollywood Brown, let's just say, for example, like Lamar's a different story against those bad teams. Sure. But I mean, are you like after after weeks of getting beaten down by by crap performances uh, for Marquise Brown? Are, are you really once it, you're in the playoffs? Are you thinking this is a good time to start him? It matchups matter, man. They faced the Colts and the Steelers the last two weeks. So that's why they didn't get it done. I mean, you know, we saw Andrews play the Bengals in Washington and put up numbers. So, I mean, that's kind of what the Ravens have been. They beat up on these bad teams and they struggle against average to really good teams. It's kind of been the story for them this season. I mean, you, if you look at some of their game logs, you see it. So I expect the Ravens to beat up on the Cowboys, Jacksonville and the Giants. Right. Yeah, Jacksonville that Cowboys defense. That Cowboys. Yeah, yeah that was the Giants. Giants defense is uh, kind of improved. Uh, I don't. Terry McLaurin had a big game against them. Terry I mean, McLaurin again, did, sure. Yeah. So nobody I else mean, did. Well, again, what does Washington do? They don't have anything more than McLaurin. That's their guy, right? And they check down to McKissick. That's it. They do check down. I mean, look, McKissick the Giants defense has been solid, but it's not like, oh yeah, I got to worry about playing the Giants this week. No, you're not thinking like that. No, you're not thinking like and that. Then, and it's week six by week sixteen. I'm assuming the Giants will be out of it. You never know in the NFC East. Maybe they're playing for a division title in Week 16. They're fired up. But I'm just saying, like, I I wouldn't want to just completely – because I know people right now are – and, look, I'm probably going to bench Hollywood Brown this week in some leagues. It's, it's you know, I've kind of waited and waited, and we said squeaky wheel grease, all that bullshit last week, and it didn't happen. Uh, so, yeah, the, against the Patriots and what should be just everyone running, I'm probably going to bench them in leagues where I can't. But I wouldn't just outright cut him, man. I wouldn't outright cut him either. I just have a very tough time, you know, being like, yeah, 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 no problem. Happy to start him. Happy to start him. Like that's. I'm just saying, leave him on the bench. We'll see. Maybe the Ravens turn it around. Maybe they get it going. You know, we've seen numerous times in the NFL. Team looks sluggish for a half. And all of a sudden, the second half, they look good, right? Wasn't Atlanta the same way last year? We're like, oh, they suck. And then all of a sudden, they finish strong. So it happens every year. And uh, maybe they figure it out, which is why I just don't want to completely abandon those guys just yet. I'll just tuck them on my bench. And, you know, if they show signs of turning it around and Lamar's throwing better, all of a sudden, you know, Hollywood Brown becomes valuable. I know it's been a disappointment right now. It's been terrible. But I don't want to just completely say, yeah, that's it for the year. Oh, it's, still, yeah. it's, it's still only eight games. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not giving up on him completely. Not you. But... I'm, I'm saying for people listening, because oh, for... I know, I, I sense it. There's a lot of frustration right now with Hollywood Brown and Mark Andrews. People are disgusted. You know how it is. They, ah, oh, he's done nothing for me. Look at these last three weeks. I'm cutting him. No, you got to be rational. Get emotional on Sunday night. Just take a step back. Think long term. Think the big picture. So I'm I'm just talking to those out there, not to you. We're having a conversation. I'm not directing it, saying you're doing this. 
But for those listening, there's a lot of frustration. And trust me, I know I have a lot of Hollywood Brown. It absolutely sucks. And I keep going back to him. And uh, I'm probably benching him this week. He'll be lower in my rankings. And uh, he'll probably go off this week because of that. But you know what? Uh, I kind of want to – I wouldn't mind seeing it. Do I want it in my lineup? Sure. But I need to see some signs of life because uh, the last few weeks have just been an absolute disaster. I mean, the guy hasn't had double-digit points in the PBR in the last three games, man. I mean, seven targets the last two weeks. Ah, so frustrating, man. So far, the guy opened the year with 101 yards, and we're like, "All right, here we go." And it has just been the garbage, garbage yeah. ever since. Yep, unbelievable, Brutal. unbelievable. Um, all right, let's uh, hit some more injury news here. Especially, we might as well talk um, running backs because we do have a couple of situations now. McCaffrey, we don't need to get into even more, uh, but David Johnson's concussed, so Duke Johnson's probably available. Uh, David Montgomery's concussed uh, as well, and now you're dealing with Justin Jackson's knee as well. So uh, a couple of running back situations. Joshua Kelly, I don't even know. Is Ryan Nall, is he the uh, the backup for the for the Bears? Like, was that is that the way we would go? Uh, probably. I mean, the dude's like, huge he's like 240 pounds um he didn't get a enormous yeah he didn't get a carry he caught four passes 35 yards and a touchdown remember they do have lamar miller on their practice squad too so maybe they activate him and you know they're gonna mix in cordero patterson well you know we've been saying that they're gonna mix in cordero patterson for a while like since Tariq cohen went down and they really haven't like well i mean i'm saying he he gets carries here and there it's not a lot you know, I'm, when I say mix in, I mean like two, three, four carries, not 10. I don't see them doing that. Uh, they play Minnesota on Monday night. So maybe you get a game again where Nick Foles is thrown 50 times anyway. <laughs> oh, Nicky Foles. Um, what about uh, what, what, what about <laughs> dare I ask thoughts on the Chargers here, dude, because this is. Like, this is bad. I mean, like, so Jackson gets hurt on the first play of the game. They obviously still don't trust Kelly. They don't like him very much. Um, and then uh, uh, Troy Main Pope, we'll see if he's if he's healthy again. But, you know, who knows there? And I don't know. What, what about Gabe Neighbors? Nah, I think it would be Troy Main Pope if he's healthy. Uh, they were the week before, man. I was frustrated. I was like, yo, what are they doing? And they kept feeding them so uh it could be him i mean kalen balaj is just not that oh that's good, man. right how am i not thinking of kalen balaj why is that disgusting yeah man so you know it's weird because um kelly played more snaps than balaj 42 to 31 and he ran 23 routes balaj ran 12 but balaj had more carries so it was very weird i was perplexed by that We've kind of seen at times Jackson and Kelly alternate. So I I, I don't know what's going on with Kelly. Uh, so it's a tough situation. But I, I think Troy Main Pope uh, would probably be more involved if he's healthy. It's a concussion that he had. Usually if you miss one week, I mean, I, concussions are tricky and I'm not a doctor. But usually concussions are a thing. Oh, you're cleared. Okay, you're good to go. So maybe he gets cleared. Maybe Jackson is ready. Yeah, it's dicey. I mean, do I really want to pick up Kalen Belange? No. No, definitely not. What about this? I'm going to throw a name out at you. I'm curious as to your thoughts. 
because I don't think Miles Gaskin's going to be back this week. What about Salvin Achman, uh, Ahmed, the uh, the the back for? Uh, he actually ended up with more snaps and better rushing yards uh, than Jordan Howard or Patrick Laird or uh, you know even what Tua was rushing for there. Um, would Salvin Ahmed be a, an, an interest to you? Like they gave the ball to like Jordan Howard between the tackles and the short yardage stuff. And they just kind of trickled Ahmed in there for when they wanted to do the outside runs, but he's definitely a much more complete back than Jordan Howard. Could he be in line for extra work next week? Uh, you know, as the, uh, as the lead back, because, like again, Jordan Howard and Patrick Laird are, are inefficient. Well, Brita could be back. And if he's oh, back, I think Brita. he's going to be involved. You can say what you want. He's going to be involved. They were I talking know. him up before I he hate, got hurt. I know. I know. I hate him. I it's hate probably him. a backfield that I really kind of don't want to deal with because, you know, that's the problem with all these guys. I think you could see all three mixed in. Because Brita is a guy that they're not going to use probably. They're going to Howard's going to be the goal line back. So yeah, it's it's a situation. If I if Brita's out there, he'd be the one guy. But I kind of want to avoid this backfield. I don't feel good playing any of them. Yeah, I didn't feel too good about playing Ahmed at all either this this past week. But I just felt like I had to because I had no other like real options to to kind of look at. It was bad. It was bad. Yeah, I was playing more sometimes. of a hunch too for the week. Against yeah, Arizona. it happens sometimes when you're got a lot of injuries and in a deeper league, and there's nothing much on waivers. Sometimes you have to take that desperation dip into the pool. Yeah, which is not fun. It's definitely not sturdy. Not fun. Sturdy, it's filthy, <laughs> right? And God forbid you get some of that water in your mouth. It is a nightmare. <laughs> Um, all right, some wide receivers who got banged up. Preston Williams with the uh, the foot issue, though x-rays were negative. Um, LaVisca Chenault has a hamstring issue. He but he still has a chance to suit up. Um, I don't think were there any other I don't even think there were any other receiver injuries that uh, of, of note. Uh nope. I think you are correct. And we could get some receivers back as well. Um you could see Debo Samuel back. Ayuk uh, back, uh, possibly Lazard as well. Yep. So, you know, that that's a good thing. That's definitely a good thing. Um, all right. Uh, at the tight end position, uh, Noah Fant dealing with that ankle issue. That's still nagging. He aggravated that during the game. Uh, Albert Equabinum, uh tore his ACL, so we don't have to worry about him poaching touchdowns anymore from Noah Fant. Jack Doyle concussed. Um, any of that, uh, interest you? Uh, we talked about it yesterday. I don't even want to play anyone from Indy right now. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Wilkins or Taylor, if you're desperate, but even then you don't feel good. You don't want to play rivers and, uh, there's no wide receivers and even the tight ends. I mean, you could say, well, what about Burt now? Well, I still got Mo Alley Cox. It's amazing. Like how for a team that's, has a winning record, like we don't want anything to do with them fantasy wise. Yeah, well, it's like the Ravens' offense right now. I don't want to have anything to do with their offense either. 
Well, I mean, if you have Lamar, you're playing him. Well, not necessarily, but uh, he keeps falling in my rankings every week. I mean, I think every he was, week. I think he was. I think it was QB nine. I had him this past week. Um, so yeah, but, probably. But, but you spelled it in German, N E I N, as in no. So yeah. Well, what's crazy <laughs> if you somehow picked up Herbert? Uh, yeah, you're starting Herbert over Lamar last week, uh, according to my rankings. Uh, I, I guess Dot. I know Dobbins. Didn't have a good game, and Gus Gus Edwards fumbles near the goal line, and they gave him three more goal line carries. Kind of weird. I mean, I I like coaches who stick with the running backs, but I think we all want to see more of Dobbins. He's the more explosive player. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the Ravens are not as bad as the Colts, but yeah, it's close. Maybe I don't know, Michael. I mean, uh, you, I, I I don't mind having Michael Pittman on my roster, but I can't start him yet. I mean, he had four for fifty six, but uh, I don't know. I can't see starting him at this point. Not yet. Um, no, I can't see starting Pittman yet either. That would uh, that would bum me out. That would bum me out. All right, so there we go. Those are the tight ends. Uh, all right, last last injury question I'll ask you here. Last injury question, then we'll call it a night. Um, Roger Saffold went down with a shoulder injury. Now, I'm not saying that that really played into why uh, Derrick Henry didn't have a, a big game, but that's a big blow to that offensive line for Tennessee. I mean, that's a that's a big blow. It is. Their offensive line is taking a hit. It's not as good as it was last year. Uh, also, you know, Bears defense has been pretty good. Still, Derrick Henry's a guy who's getting 20, 25 touches every week. So you maybe the expectations are are lowered a little bit because they don't have the blocking they once did. Uh, there's no doubt about that. And uh, Tennessee's got that short week uh, Thursday night going against the Colts. Should be a pretty interesting game. It's pretty uh, as yeah, that's a big divisional game. Indy wins. Uh, they're tied with Tennessee for first. Just some food for thought there. Food for thought. Uh, just, you know, watch it, watch how it goes because, you know, the calendar flipped to, uh, calendar flipped to November, which is supposed to be Derrick Henry season. And, you know, he's been, uh, he's been average these last two weeks. So we have to see, is Derrick Henry going to turn on that magic that everybody wants, needs, and expects out of him? We'll have to wait and see. Um, all right. Well, great. Adam, any, uh, any final thoughts here? Uh, some words of wisdom for those who might be going into Tuesday night with their waiver claims. Uh, again, stock that bench with running backs, especially if you're headed to the playoffs. Uh, you don't want to wind up spending a ton of fab money. So like now's the time to do that. I know it could be tough earlier in the year, but if some somebody dropped Mike Davis, you know, thank them and go pick him up. Yeah, right. <laughs> Remind me on Sunday in church to thank the Lord for making fools. That's classic line from uh, it's from the movie Digstown. I can't imagine that you've seen it though. Nobody, I have it. not. Really? See? Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, Digstown. Okay, Digstown. It's James Woods, Louis Gossett Jr., um, and it's a uh, it's a it's a con game. Uh, thing it's a boxing slash con game uh movie it's actually really good like okay you'd like it put that in your netflix baby that's gonna do it for us here tonight big thanks to everybody for tuning in here 
Uh, Adam and I will be back tomorrow. Uh, hope you all won your games in week number nine. If not, well, we'll get you in week 10. We got you covered here. Uh, for Adam Ronas, I'm Howard Bender. This has been Annie Up, and we'll catch you next time.